Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, everybody who's watching out there. It says zero viewers. <laughs> uh, welcome to the interview with uh, a gig economist or gig tuber, as I call him, Eli Esch. Yep. Out of Minneapolis. What's going on, man? 612. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's funny. Going, I always. Going well. How are you? Good. I, you know, I always drink a beer when I do these because I want this to be kind of like a Joe Rogan type atmosphere, you know? And like nobody ever like drinks. And I, like, I was like, is Eli even old enough to drink? <laughs> nope. I'm 20. Not oh. even. One more year. It's crazy. Damn. It's crazy. You know, it's funny. I was I was going through your channel, you know, last few days, and like you still have these videos up from when you were a kid. And it says it was like from five years ago, and I was like, "Yep." <laughs> there's no way. Like, are those? It's from five years ago, but were the videos already like five years old at the time? Um, good question. Yeah. Um. Those videos were probably shot in 2013, 2014, sometime around then. I started my YouTube channel in 2015. Like I officially began posting September of 2015. Um, and I have a lot of old content. Um, I've always loved YouTube. I've always just loved making videos. And I figured, then I started doing DoorDash a year ago. So I figured I'd make videos about DoorDash. Yeah. That's usually, I usually ask that at the end, but, um, let me get my, uh, my questions up here. So like, how old are you? Where are you from? Are you married? Do you have kids? Et cetera. What's up, gig mom? <laughs> Where am I from? Yeah. From Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm 20 years old. I am a college student. I go to university of Minnesota Duluth. And um, I currently live in a suburb called Shore, um, but grew up in Minneapolis till I was 15. Thank How far you, is uh, I'm, I'm reading the live chat on my phone. Oh, yeah, I figured. How far is um, <laughs> Duluth from Minneapolis? Um, two hours. Oh, two and a half wow. years. So Duluth, Duluth is the North Shore. Uh, a lot of people, it's real scenic. It's just the most, it's like one of the most scenic areas of Minnesota. A lot of people travel there uh, mm -hmm. just to just to see the views. It's really, it's beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Um, it's honestly, it, I think it kind of looks a little bit like upstate New York. It's real backwoodsy. You say you're from upstate New York? Yeah, I'm from Schenectady. I've been in Florida for five and a half years. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be six years this Christmas. What about, what brought you down to Florida? Uh, a lot of things. I had fr basically. I mean, there was a bunch of different reasons, but like the what sealed the deal. I had friends that moved here, like from in the area that I lived in, and they got jobs with Florida Beer Company out in Cape Canaveral, like where the 
they launch all those space rockets and all that. And uh, they were here for like six months, yeah, and they were just like raving about how much they loved it. And uh, I just was like really fed up with a lot of things going on with me up in New York, so I decided to move down here. And I have I have family that lives down here. They kind of live out in the middle of nowhere between Orlando and Tampa. And I actually I stayed with my aunt and uncle for like just a couple months before I got a job and an apartment and all that. So um, I used to actually work for Publix the the big supermarket chain down here uh-huh. and then i got recruited for this microsoft contract uh here in sanford where i live now which is north of orlando and i only worked it for like three or four months and i just really hated it and then i went into i went into gig work like to just like have money coming in I mean, I, like i like i enjoyed doing it so much i was like i don't need to go back to a day job, you know, I don't need to go back to a, a the cubicle life. So, yeah, exactly. it's like you're if you're you're still you get, yeah. young. Did you get a oh, I have like three degrees. <laughs> Did you get a college degree? Yeah, you got three degrees. Yeah, in what? Uh, journalism, English, and and IT. That was all back in my New York days. And then when we, when I came here, I did this cybersecurity course through UCF. So I have, it's not a degree, it's like a certification or certificate or whatever. So yeah, like I'm a certified ethical hacker, but it's funny, I spent all this money taking this, you know, ethical hacking course, but I don't really want to do IT work anymore. I haven't having too much fun doing Instacart, DoorDash and making YouTube videos, you know? Yep. Yep, that's it. That's what I'm. I'm fell in love with. I I had no idea that at 20 years old that I would be doing DoorDash, doing gig economy work. And before I did it, I thought it was like a ten dollar, like really crappy job, like ten dollar an hour, you know, Bare, like barely ten. Right. And I had heard people tried it before. That was back in 2019, I think. And then, or 2018, 2019, I got my license when I was. I got my license a little late, so I was like 17 or 18. I think it was 18. So I didn't even think about I didn't even think about doing this until I was at school, and I'm just sitting in class, and I'm just thinking to myself because some someone mentioned Postmates, and I was like, huh, we uh check out this like DoorDash and Postmates and Grubhub thing. After I, I I did my research a little bit to see what's like the best in my area. DoorDash was the best, um, right? The best, the most used app is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what's like the busiest um, platform for you? Usually Instacart. Instacart's my. Do you just work on Instacart? Huh? Instacart, you said? Yeah, I don't know why the the chat isn't updating in real time on here, so I'm just gonna um. Take it off the screen. If you can follow it on on your own. Yeah, I'm able to. I'm able to see the chat um, on YouTube. Yeah, I just have to go back. I see Gig Mom said the chat is over Eli's face. Yeah. Well, I was hoping we could just do, you know, where the picture zoom, you know, uh, switches back and forth. But it looks like. Well, it says excellent connection now, but on the my on the control room here, it's like still on 
the control room from like 10 minutes ago i don't i don't know what's going on with it but is the wonders of live live streaming you know speaking of which i noticed that I you've know, done a right? bunch it's of crazy. uh you've done a bunch of really long live streams on your channel like an hour two hours three hours yeah. how did that how did that come about man i I just wanted to show the people what it's like to be uh, on a live dash. I just wanted to give that that experience because I know I've really not seen anyone try to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very difficult. It's not easy. Like I have I've had so many issues with network connection because you need to use like data towers. So it's mobile hotspots. Yeah, um, I, I still am struggling to get struggling to get a great connection throughout the whole stream because it, it cuts out it lags um yeah right here lisa nothing works nothing works like you should when you're live that's so true <laughs> you, you run into a million different issues um but uh i just i just thought it would be fun to show the side of of, of doordash like in real time i just wanted to show people real time dashing and that was just that was the essence of it and i just have been running with it um, and I, I never really think about how long, cause I have such a great time talking with people, answering, you know, answering questions and comments and stuff and, uh, being with my friends in the car as well. It's just, it's just a good time. So I never think about how long, but <laughs> I, I guess it does. I do go for about a couple hours uh, twice at least. No, it's not, it says we have excellent connections. I mean, so the people, the people enjoy it. I'm switching back to speaker view. Okay. Um, do you have 5G where you are? Yes, I do have 5G. I don't think, I really don't think it's that good. I, LTE is just fine. Like, I've had my phone on LTE for so long. And I mean, I switch it before, I switch it between 5G and LTE. So 4G, LTE, and 5G. I don't notice a, a dang difference. Like I really don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's up and running yet. They're fully like fully up and running. What about you? Have you noticed? Yeah. Five G. We. But, uh, well, I wasn't gonna say everywhere around here. Why am I wearing a hat indoors? <laughs> um, we don't have. I mean, we have like pretty good five G coverage. Like where I live, five G. Although it's kind of mute, moot because I got Wi Fi in my apartment. You know. Um. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that it's like it's definitely a little faster, especially with Instacart. But it's kind of like your you have to have a, well. First of all, you have to have a five G phone for it to even matter. If you don't, you're you're going to be on LTE or lower. Um, so it's kind of like that's how like anything IT works is that it always goes by whatever is like the slowest, oldest technology. So it's just like a lot of systems haven't caught up yet with 5g so anyway i would agree uh did you have any jobs before doordash yes i have had a lot of jobs <laughs> um <laughs> like so many that i'm probably going to forget some first job let's see the first job i had i don't know it was probably like mowing lawns or something i've always just loved making money and working. Uh, so I've probably, I've done so many things. I've shoveled driveways, I've mowed lawns. Um, 
Uh, but my first job job was at a at a fair, uh, at a donut booth. Was right. it? No, actually, no. My first job was refereeing soccer. Actually. <laughs> so I mean, I, I've I've done it. I've done it all. I so I refereed soccer when I was about 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started doing. Yeah, I started working at the fair, but the fair is yearly. I did that when I was 15, 16. And then in 26, end of 2016 was when I got my first like job job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was steady income. I worked at a bowling alley mm-hmm. it, right real close to my house. Um, so that was, was that ninth grade? No, 10th grade, ninth or 10th, 10th grade of high school. So, um, Thank you, Gig Mom. Yeah, I, I've, I've worked at a bowling alley. I've worked at fairs. I've taught tennis. I've, I've been instructing tennis for a while. I wow. refereed soccer. Um, what else have I done? I mean, I've done so many odd jobs. Like I was about to, I was about to ask. Golf. I was like, you ever had an indoor job? Sounds like most of your jobs have been outside. <laughs> most of, yeah, the only one that was was the, was the one at, at the – bowling alley I, I worked at burgers bagels for for a quick second uh i've worked at wendy's yeah so I, i've done the i've done the customer service industry like i know what it's like and yeah. i've dealt with difficult people and i figured you know the, the gig economy is just it's so it's so nice because you're just by yourself and you're your own boss and you don't yeah. have to worry about any other people or your but your customers that you that you deliver for so and I, I, that's what I like about this is I don't really need to speak to a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also, I get to serve because I enjoy serving people naturally. I like giving good customer service and I think that goes a long way. Um, so honestly, this this is a perfect niche of, of yeah. all of it. I, I noticed that, you know, I had retail jobs, you know, when I was a kid. And um, I mean, well, really any job like you even if like you work in a cubicle or an office, um, if you're not dealing with the public, like you still have to like satisfy your boss, you know, like your boss is like your customer. And, um, you know, and it's funny because like my, the, my three biggest jobs, like the first job I ever had was a cashier at a supermarket when I was in high school. And then I worked, like I said, I worked for Publix for about two years. And then I've been doing Instacart for the last three years. And it's like my three, three of my biggest jobs have all been supermarket related. Um, and I definitely noticed, like, like you said, like there's a world of difference. Like you worked in retail plenty before doing DoorDash, and do you have like kind of like a different outlook now, like because it's like because you don't really have a boss, you know. It's kind of like you get like if you work retail, you get paid the same no matter how many people show up and buy stuff, but when you know if you're not working you know you're not getting paid like has that like changed like your kind of like your customer service attitude and also like your drive like your entrepreneur type drive you know well i think it fits in real nicely with my natural drive for entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. I, I love working in i like working independently naturally um, I, I mean, teamwork is, I like, I, don't get me wrong. I think working in a team is amazing too, but, um, like, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't really know how to answer the question. Mm-hmm. It's an odd one. Um, I mean, I haven't noticed like any change in my drive. Um, in fact, I think I work harder 
I think yeah. I work harder by myself because in my head, I literally will wake up and it might be like 1030 to 1045. And, and I know lunch starts at 11 a.m. Right. And I have a clock in my head. I'm like, I got to be there by 11, you know, like mm-hmm. when I clock in uh, is usually right. And then some days I work breakfast, um, but I'm often starting my shift at 11 a.m. And so I don't have a boss, but I am my my head in my head. I, I have a boss and it's myself. So I, I'm pretty strict about it. My, honestly, on myself, I, I, I want to be there at certain times. Yeah. Because I want to make money. So. Yeah, I, I notice like, yeah, because like, especially when you're working for tips is, you know, like I'm like way more I like I I give a shit, you know, <laughs> Um. Like something yeah. I do that like almost no other dashers do. Cause like, you know, I'm not just a DoorDash driver. I'm also a customer and like, I order it probably like at least once a week. And like when I'm leaving the restaurant, you know, I always message the customer, let them know. And I always tell them like, you know, your food's in a hot bag. And after I leave, I send them a thank you message. Um, do you like send messages like really? that or anything? I do. I do contact them when I contact the customers when it doesn't go as planned. But honestly, I rarely contact. I rarely text. Well, actually, no, that's not that's not true. If they text me, I, I'll text. I'll text them. But right. if if it's if everything's going as planned, if I have the order on time or before and if I'm dropping it off before the, the time the DoorDash says, Mm-hmm. I usually don't say anything. Um, I honestly, it's never, it's never not really worked for me. I've, I've done 2,900. I'm coming up on 3,000 deliveries total. Um, and I've had minimal, minimal issues. Um, I've heard people say that it's actually, it can be like harmful for your rating or something for over communicating. I've heard from UDM and some other gig tubers out there. They say that over communication can actually backfire on you. I don't believe that. I just do. I just do my thing. And if something goes wrong, that's when I need to contact the customer. You know, if, yeah. if the food is is I I talk to the restaurant. I say, give me an e, give me an ETA on the food, and they say thirty minutes. I'm like, shoot, I'm giving the customer a call. I like to call people. I actually I, I, I like direct calls rather than text. I, I will text, but I, I'm more inclined to call the customer. Um, when something goes wrong and people usually think people typically take off. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw, yeah. UDM said that like, if you message too much, you might, but I, I kind of disagree with that unless you're like some, like, you know, um, what's that meme of like the overly attached girlfriend type thing, you know, like, all right, I'm turning left now. I'm turning right now. Blah, blah, blah. You know, something like that. Like it has to be like ridiculously like way too much, you know? Um, but I, I think like, I wish more customers would pay attention to their damn phones. Most don't. You just like show up and are just like, oh, I didn't even know you were here. <laughs> That's it. That's what? it. That's it. That a lot of customers won't even answer the phone. You're right. Oh, it's 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 even worse on Instacart. Um, I well, oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I, sure. I was going to tell you a story about what happened to me today, but I mean, we're talking to you today. I'll I'll save it for next live stream, but. Uh, so what, what days and hours do you usually work? Well, uh, that constantly changes. Um, when I was doing 
uh, I'm, I'm out of school at the moment, but when I'm in school, I'm doing like 15, 15, 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's pretty standard. 20, 20 hours is my average, I would say. Some okay. weeks more, some weeks less. This past week, this past week, I did, um, I, I did two thousand uh, dollars, just because I wanted to prove a point that I mean, if technically you do nine, it took me it took me uh, nine hours about each day for seven days to make two grand, and I'm 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 staying. I have this video; it's uploading now, and I hope YouTube isn't being annoying and. Uh, that's a lot of hours. It back me, it, last time it said, I know it, it is a lot of hours. It it's is like a lot 63. of hours. And, <laughs> like I know. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm aware that a lot of people won't do that. And I I myself am not gonna put in nine hours every single day. Um, but I'm trying to make a point that like it technically like theoretically is a hundred thousand dollar in my in my area. Obviously not every market, but if you did the math, fifty-two times two thousand, it's over a hundred grand. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously not including taxes and expenses and stuff, but uh, I just wanted to just prove a point that you make a lot of money if you, if you work, if you work at it, you just have to put in the hours and really know your area. Did you see that video that went viral last summer? That dude, uh, savvy lion, I think he's out in like Portland or something. He made like $8,300 doing Uber eats. He did Uber eats 12, 12 hours on 12 off for like a month. And he made like, Eighty-three hundred dollars. Yeah. That's nuts. Eighty-three hundred in a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also yeah. I have a I insane hours. I have a, it is it is insane hours, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know Blake Moore. Uh, Blake Moore is a kid from Salt Lake City. Yeah, I saw you guys um, did a uh, showdown I, I, or I, something. I, I started watching him. We did a competition. We did a competition. Yep. Um, so yeah, he, he's going, he's going at it. He's trying to do $12,000 in a month. And I'm like, bro, you're crazy. You're, you're actually crazy. He's, he's putting himself through it. I mean, I, I worked my butt off this past week to make two grand, mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a, in a, in a week. And he wants to, he wants to make 12,000 in a month. I'm like, sheesh. <laughs> gig mom says my market is terrible lately i'm lucky if i can make 20 an hour yeah it definitely what's what's yours right now chad what do you make on hourly with instacart or with DoorDash? um well with instant it's funny because instacart it's been slower it's it's hard to explain it feels like it's like been slower but more lucrative like there's less orders but when they come in they're like higher paying so instead of like like when i first started doing instacart i might do like eight to ten batches a day and that could be anywhere from like um 15 to like 20 25 orders because a batch can contain up to three orders in it um yeah. but and i would only make like you know 18 19 maybe 20 bucks an hour but like lately i've been doing like all these triple batches and getting making yeah. like twenty five dollars an hour, which I don't mind. Um, although it can it can come back to bite you in the ass. I mentioned this the other day. Is I was doing a triple, and I got uh, customers' items mixed up, and I this the first customer bought like forty dollars worth of steaks, and I for whatever reason I put it in the bag for the second customer. 
So the second customer got free steaks, and the first customer was pissed because they spent $40 on steaks, and um, I forgot to deliver it to them. So I got one start on that, and I'm like trying to grind that out right now. Um, anyway, what kind sure. of uh, so card is DoorDash? What kind of car? What kind of car do I drive? Yeah, what kind of car do you drive? 2006 Chevy Malibu. How's the mileage on it? Hundred thirty thousand. I meant like the um, it's MPGs. In, it's in, in good condition oh what's the mpg yeah MP, mpg is 22 ish it's not amazing it's 21 22 23 it's nothing too special <laughs> I, I would love to have a much much more much more efficient vehicle but it's what i have and uh i'm gonna keep using it so it was a it was a gift for my grandmother oh, okay yeah i mean at least you're not so you're not so, making car payments then right Exactly. I'm not making car payments. She she had it paid off fully. So do you I'm have not a, making uh, any payments, which is great. Do you have like a, a rideshare policy or commercial auto policy or something like that? No. With, uh, in connection with my insurance, no. You probably should because if you get in a wreck while you're door dashing or whatever... Um, you know they could deny you coverage. I I pay like an extra like fifty bucks a month for like a ride. It's called it's just called like a rideshare rider or addendum because they they basically every like DoorDash, Instacart, all falls under like what they call rideshare like Uber and Lyft and all that. So, um, yeah, I I would talk to your insurance just you know just in case. Um, anyway. I yeah, I, I've never. I, I, I'll, I'll definitely figure that out. I was just talking to them recently to get it um, under my name, um, fully. I think I, I think I'm I'm paying about a hundred a month for my insurance, which is oh, not bad. Yeah, it's nothing. It's yeah, because yeah, I had that addendum on my insurance last year, and like last year, like right about now is when COVID was like really at its peak or whatever. And that's when the government started giving yeah. out the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. And um, I took that instead of working. I was off work for like two and a half, three months. And I had the rideshare coverage drop from my, um, you know, uh, car um, insurance. Cause I'm like, there's no reason to pay it. I'm not doing the work. And I forgot to add it. And then back in March, I got into a fender bender while I was doing Amazon Flex. And Amazon actually has insurance that will cover you if you get into a, uh, an accident while you're doing Amazon, but your, but only if your personal auto coverage denies coverage first, which is what had to happen. That took, uh, that was that was like the biggest pain in the ass. I should have made a video about it, but, um, yeah. So I recommend if you're doing. Even if I recommend everybody, if you're doing like rideshare, Instacart, DoorDash, anything like that, even if you're doing it part time, you know, look into getting some kind of, you know, additional coverage so so you don't want to get screwed because I get into again, I got into an accident, I think it was two years to the day before my last accident, and I was doing Instacart at the time, and my insurance company they covered the accident, but then they dropped me as a client. 
And that was with the USAA. And I've been there with them for like 15 years. Interesting. Interesting that we're getting a complete opposite reaction from the chat. The chat said, strong mom of three girls says, you don't have to tell them you're doing rideshare. Gig mom says, yeah, I don't tell them at all. And someone said, I would not add that coverage. I mean, it's all up to personal preference. Um, and honestly, I mean, I see why it would be nice to have um, that extra protection. And that's good to protect your butt. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the, I mean, at the end of the day, like, how will they know exactly what you're doing? I mean, it's, it's hard on their part to like deem you at fault for, for doing, being rideshare or being a, a DoorDash driver is hard for them to, to say thing. But I mean, for extra, uh, for extra cover, people always ask that question. People always talk to, talk to me about it. They say, do you have an extra insurance uh, coverage? Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was interviewing Gig Mom the other night. We started talking about taxes. I'm like, okay, everybody's tuning out right now because we're talking about taxes. So let's get, let's get back into something a little bit more interesting here. Um, let's do it. All right. So, what's your what's your metrics on DoorDash? Like, your rating and total deliveries and all that stuff. Oh yeah. What? Are, okay. What are my metrics? Hmm. My rating always fluctuates around 4.9. Yeah, I'm sometimes 4. higher, sometimes lower. Right now it's 4.89. Right 4. 4. You're at 494? Yeah. I was like a seller dweller yeah, for I'm a long I'm time there. My acceptance rate is 27%. Really? Mine's 18. <laughs> 93% completion rate. I always try to keep that at. What's your completion? I would try to keep my completion rate above 95, but it's at 93 right now. Mine's at 94, yeah. Yeah, I my try not on to... time or early never never fluctuates. Yeah, it's mine's been frozen at 83% for like 2 years. Oh really? Mine's frozen at 97. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's nice. And Gig Mom said hers has been frozen at like ninety three. It's like that's uh, it's clearly a glitch. I don't know how can I not fix this, you know? And I'm up yeah. to fourteen sixty two lifetime deliveries. Fourteen sixty two? Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm at twenty nine eighty nine. Oh I'm wow, right you're coming up on three thousand. Wow. Yeah, and I've been doing this for one year and two months. So I've really been, I've been hitting it. I've been grinding. Um, I'm curious what, what are the, what are the chat? What are everybody in the chat? I want to know how, how many deliveries you guys have done. Rideshare Lisa, Coach mm-hmm. Tim. I recognize your name, Rideshare Lisa. I've seen your stuff. Yeah. Gig mom, of course. Hopefully she's still in here. She was? Yeah, I see her. Um, but um, how often, how often are you doing DoorDash? Um, not that much because Instacart is my main gig. So I, I, only, I basically only fire up DoorDash either to make a video or, um, if Instacart's like really dead and, uh, lately, I don't know what's going on with DoorDash. Cause I remember like post COVID before COVID, I would definitely have to schedule my hours in advance, like a week in advance, you know? Okay. And yep. 
but after COVID hit, then like I could just kind of turn it on whenever I want, and like the zone would almost always be red. I mean, you might only be able to dash like a half hour, but um, and uh, like last fall, um, I was still scheduling hours, and th- th- this is a great life hack for all DoorDash drivers out there. Is like if you don't know what you're available, especially if you multi-app like me, um. There isn't much point in like doing these long blocks because you know if you pause your dash, I think what is it, a half hour or more, you lose it, thirty-five minutes, something like that. You get thirty-five minutes. You get thirty-five minutes to pause. Yeah. So what I've been, what I, well, I haven't, I don't do it anymore. But what I used to do is, I would schedule a half hour, half hour block, half half hour on, half hour off, half hour and keep doing that like all day from like you know seven in the morning to like seven at night because i didn't know what my schedule was going to be so it's like if you lose a half hour block it's fine just gonna there's another one coming right behind it instead of if you schedule yourself like a nice fat you know five hour eight hour block and you're doing like an instacart batch or something like that that you just can't say no to you're gonna lose your whole doordash block so just instead of having one or two big doordash shifts just break them down to tiny little chunks. Um, if, if, cause like my city just isn't really busy enough. Like uh, Minneapolis, I think Minneapolis, I'm, it's gotta be bigger than Orlando. Um, so do you schedule hours in advance or you just turn the app on and go? I just turn the app on and go. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. I, I really, I have a really, really great market. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can't complain. I have never had, I understood the concept of scheduling and I, I even, I've done it. Okay, sweet. Rideshare Lisa with all my apps, 6k. Wow. That's a lot of deliveries. Holy cow. Rideshare Lisa says she's done 6,000 total with all her apps. That's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I used to schedule myself, but then mm-hmm. I understood like I really there's not it's not necessary. I there's just so so many deliveries um, out there in my market. My market's constantly busy. There are I think the population's like <laughs> I want to say it's like a couple million, it, like the metropolitan. Um, so Minneapolis, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Oh, you've got <laughs> I've got two kittens. Yeah. Um, but Minneapolis, is... St. Paul. Go ahead. <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul. Minneapolis, St. Paul, and the surrounding suburbs is a total of like two million. It's a lot. In two or three, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's it's playing big there, enough. Right? Yeah, we have the Mall of America. Interestingly enough, I've never dashed by that. Hmm. Never have been down. That's in the south, the southern southern area of the cities right i stay kind of north the north and um downtown and i just as of late and specifically last week i've really really been able to like hone in on where the biggest payouts in my city are and i've found like a honey hole (laughs) like i'm not even kidding nice i found the spot where i mean i mean on on any given weekday week night like at, at like dinner time right dinner time i can i can get like 15 dollars payouts pretty consistently in one area like 15 dollars for each order 
Is that like a, so a downtown in, area or more suburban or? It's more downtown. Yep, it's more downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably like a mile a mile outside of downtown Central, the Central Business District. It's like a mile outside of that, um, and it's not. Your video freeze. Shit. I'm close. <laughs> Who's video? Mine. Oh uh, yeah, your video froze for a second there. I forgot to mention I'm not even I'm not even using um I'm not on my own like internet. My dad is using the internet for his he's doing some stream or something. He's uh, a webinar. Uh but he wanted he asked for me to use, um my mobile hotspot. I'm using my phone's data, so uh, <laughs> I hope it's been okay. Dash yeah. through TV said no worries. But um yeah, I mean, Jacqueline Taylor, I, I do the same. I just pop on and drive, and yeah. it's it's super nice to have. You can't even... It is really, really nice. Well, like I said, for a while there, I could, and now that it's it's back to... It's being pretty dead again. Like, my zone right now is gray. But, I mean, if it was Friday night, I'm sure... Oh, this wow. Would be are, those, are those gray zones? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yep, I tried yep, to. Yep. This is my zone here. It's basically. Do you do um, Grubhub or Uber Eats or any other apps? Uh yeah, I've, I have tried other apps. Yep. Um. Wow, this week actually looks a little bit less busy. I'm glad I caught last week because last week was really good. Mm-hmm. Not sure why. Um, but I do. I've done Uber Eats. Uber Eats is fine. It's not like amazing. Grubhub is decent, but I, I've only done a few designs. I just don't like their system. Um, I just, the ease of DoorDash is just unmatched. <laughs> I mean, like Uber Eats yeah. is cool. Like it, it works. You can make money on Uber Eats. I know a lot of people make a lot of money on Uber Eats. Um, but I mean, in my city, the market share is overwhelmingly DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't like the the payout system of Uber Eats, I guess, where you don't really see your entire, I mean, there are hidden tips on DoorDash. DoorDash doesn't show you your entire payout all the time, Yeah. but you get an idea of what you're going to make before you deliver. And I, I just don't like the gambling idea uh, with Uber Eats where I'm, I'm going to pick an order and hope, hopefully I, I get a good tip from it. So. Yeah. I, have I mean, you should have seen though. Uber. I've done, I've done, before, Uber Eats used to be like Uber Rideshare, where it didn't it didn't tell you anything other than just what restaurant to go to. You had no idea what the payout was going to be or the, the mileage or anything. And uh, it took them well, like finally in 2020 is when they basically emulated DoorDash. And I, I love it when the all these app companies rip each other off. Like the DoorDash um, ratings breakdown screen is almost like an exact copy of the Instacart rating breakdown screen, which I wish they had had years ago. But I mean, most, I don't Yeah. see with DoorDash, your rating, it doesn't really affect how much money you make. Like with Instacart, it absolutely does. Cause the higher your rating, um, the more money you can make. Um, 
But with DoorDash, I mean, really? as long as you're not your rating isn't so low that you're going to get deactivated, it's not like a huge deal. All it is is just kind of like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're in any Facebook groups or Reddit groups for DoorDash, but you know you can show a screenshot of your rating and it's just a dick measuring contest basically. Yeah. Have you ever had a uh, top? Yeah, I, I know a lot of people. No, well, actually. Maybe one month. Hmm. But other than that one month when I first began, no. Hmm. Never been top dasher. Never needed it. Thank goodness um, my market is is pretty busy. I have definitely seen times where there have been, there have been times where I'm worried that like my job is in jeopardy because there's too many other dashers. Right. Um, Like there's not enough orders order because the order to order to dasher ratio is really all that matters. Um, but a few times it was definitely a, that, you know, was slowing down or there's too many, too many dashes out there. But I mean, the turnover for people that do this job is just insane. So mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't really had to worry about like being, being in an oversaturated market. My market is perfectly saturated. It's not overly, it's not, it's, it's, it's nice. It's really good. As a, Anybody like a customer or a merchant or another dasher, have they ever recognized you from YouTube? Good question. No, they haven't. No, <laughs> but it's it's funny. I get a lot of comments. People saying, you're in Minneapolis? You're in Roseville? This, that, the other thing? And I'm like, neither. They're like, how have I not seen you? I'm like, I'm out there all the time. Like, yeah. you've probably seen me. At some What's point. your... What's like the most popular restaurants that you uh, usually pick up from In my, where you get the most orders out of? That I pick up from. Well, yeah, that it just depends on where I'm at, but in my Roseville region. So I dash in two main places is Roseville, Minnesota, and then the downtown Minneapolis region. Um, the Roseville region, I get a ton of Chick-fil-A orders. There's a Chick-fil-A that's just like pushing out so many orders and a lot of people don't like chick-fil-a there but i think they i think they're really dang good actually and they mm-hmm. a few times i've had to wait um but mo- majority of the time they're on it they're on their orders and yeah they're, they're they're on time i would i would say a good amount of the time uh another um another really good uh, another restaurant that's that's pumping out orders is um there there's this Indian restaurant in downtown called Dancing Ganesha. I get like four orders and a dinner, dinner dash in this one Indian place mm-hmm. that has really good Indian food. Um, but I mean, other like other than the chains, you know, Chipotle, you get a million Chipotle orders. You yeah. get Raisin Cane's orders. You get Chick Fil A orders, like up the wazoo. Um, but Gig Mom, she said I was recognized once. <laughs> I was shocked. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. I've never, I've never been noticed while dashing. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe one day we'll I, see. I've only been, I was so, yeah, recognized I mean, by a fellow uh, Instacart shopper when I was at Aldi. And she comes up, she's like, hey, you're the geek, right? And I, like, at first, I, I like when she said that, I knew what she was talking about. But I was like, kind of like, taken aback, like, the geek, what the hell? Like, that's not... She's like, you do the videos about Instacart, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. 
but that's not the name I go by. <laughs> I go by Chattagay Economist. <laughs> I kind of wish I had come up with a more clever name. Oh. That's what I, I know in your videos, like you say, um, you know, like I've said, I've said that I've said the same thing. I've said Elijah the Gig Economist, but that's you. And I'm trying to push my brand more towards the fastest dasher. But really, I don't have a, my brand is my name. That's really all I. That's I was gonna I need to go by just Eli. Maybe you can. You got to come up with something that rhymes. Like you could be like Eli the DoorDash guy, or ask me something the guy because Eli and guy rhyme and. Um, it's yeah, because like that's with marketing. It's either you either have to have an alliteration, like it's what your name is an alliteration, Eli Esh. Is that unless that's it a is. fake last name? Right. Is that your real last name? <laughs> yep, it's my real last name, Eli Esh. <laughs> your middle name's not like Edward, yeah. is it? <laughs> it's not, it's not, unfortunately. It's James, okay. but um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely, I've always been thinking like what I want to brand myself as, but the thing is, I at the end of the day, I love making DoorDash videos and I love doing DoorDash, but I, I want to branch out to more than more than just the gig uh, economy. But th this is just where I'm going to get my start because uh, my passion really is just making videos and yeah. being entertaining and, and make building a community. I, I never thought I actually could build a community until I did it here and I, I thought YouTube I thought YouTube as a platform was oversaturated. So uh -huh. as a kid, like I would, I would post videos. Um, first videos that I really made and I really like was proud of were my, um, that, or my, um, what was it called? Trick shots, like Frisbee trick shots. So I'd like throw Frisbees in like basketball hoops or like a, a bucket or something. And that was like, that was what I first did with YouTube. And I, and I never really got, that far with and i thought they were great videos but I mean, there's some part but uh i was like darn i'm too late youtube is oversaturated yeah. you can't make it anymore when you were a kid I you thought very, like very much wrong yeah when you were a kid making those dude perfect junior videos like they all had like dude perfect junior. yeah that's what i began with uh maybe you can bring yep. that back you know about DoorDash dude perfect or something. I don't know. Perfect DoorDash dude. Yeah. Like, perfect DoorDash dude. Oh, yeah. So yeah. speaking well, of... I'm um, just, I'm... Go ahead. No, you, no go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, I wanted to transition into YouTube because, uh, you know, I, I see your videos and, like, you and, like, Nugs are, like, you know, right there, like, with real high-quality stuff. Like, so what software do you use and like did you take a class on on editing or did you just kind of learn it by doing it good questions yeah appreciate i appreciate uh you noticing yeah i i definitely put a lot of time into my video creations um i use final cut pro do uh -huh. you know final cut pro i don't use a mac but do, i yeah, do you I know. use that uh software but you know final cut okay what do you use to edit do you do you use like a, <laughs> adobe do you do the adobe's no i i'm still using sony vegas from like well i mean they keep they've sony changed vegas. it okay but yeah it doesn't have like a lot of effects that adobe and final cut have but i've never really needed them so, i mean i would like to gotcha. get into more 
I, I've seen like some other gig tubers like uh, Joe uh, just does it on his phone. And I'm like, man, that would drive me crazy because I need two screens. I need my mouse. I need like all like all these different references trying to do it on my phone. That would drive me crazy. But, you know, you know, salute to anybody that can edit. You, cut, video out, you cut out. I don't know if it was my leg or yours, but you were talking about um, Pedro. Shoot, it must be my Internet. Yeah, it says Eli's is network bandwidth Because you're cutting out from Can you hear me now? Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. All right, so, like, can you walk us through, like, a, a typical video editing process? Like, like when you're shooting sure. video, yeah, so do you, like, kind of, like, edit it in your head? Or do you just, like, you know, then, like, you just go cobble through it all and then just um go from there thank you gig mom I, I i see your comments basically my process doesn't have a process i'm gonna be honest my process has no process until the video's like formed i go off the top of my head i but that that's in editing i go off the top of my head while i'm editing but prior to that i do have mentally i've mentally prepared what i envision each sequence or scene kind of like mm -hmm. this is the intro this is the the body and then this is the outro you know or something along those lines so i i have an idea of what it's going to look like but i don't i haven't edited it in my head i and when i sit down i just throw all my footage into one folder i import the folder into my software and i just go at it and i take all the elements that i've made all my pictures all my videos anything that i have screenshot i use a ton of screenshots i use screen recordings and i i just i throw it all together um at once and it is definitely a process you would probably be surprised i put like 20 25 25 hours um average creating a video so I, i'm putting a lot of time into each one of my videos and i've, I've told that to blake and he's like wow i only use I only use four, four to five hours to edit or something or f per video, something like that. Um, like, do you, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I you don't do I, it I all really, in one shot. Do you, or do you do like, you know, just a few hours no. a day? Well, you mean sit? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, like I'll do it day by day. The one that I just, it's, it's, it's currently uploading. I was actually checking on it. Uh, Cause I want to know if YouTube's going to give me another, you know, little copyright claim. Because uh, uh, I uploaded it once. The goal was to get this video out at 7 p.m. today, but that's not happening. Oh, that's why your network bandwidth is um, so low. Because you're trying to upload a video and live stream at the same time. Exactly. I'm 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 trying to do two things at once. That's why my network. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I I I usually work over multiple days. Mm -hmm. The video that I'm trying to upload right now, I I I started Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. I worked all of yesterday. So like I'll spend pretty much majority of my day working at my computer mm -hmm. and then I'll finish it. Like I finished it this morning or this early, early afternoon. Um, yeah. When do you have time to do classwork and Strong homework? Mom of three. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I, I do. I find time to do it. It's been, it's been working for me. And right now I don't have any work. Um, we finished finals too. Mm -hmm. Last eight, eight, nine, ten days ago this is like beginning of May, the tenth around there. Yeah, you said so you live. Now I'm free. I have a lot of time. 
you live in Minneapolis, but you're you're taking online classes through UMD. Online courses through through the school two hours north. Correct. Yep. What's your major? Uh, cultural entrepreneurship and Spanish. <laughs> so it's like the creative economy. So it's so it's it's business is business in uh, the creative arts kind of. Hmm. So it focuses on the creative economy. Um, Can you put your language language is is with is is within that as well? Can you put your YouTube to good use, like as far as class like that, like? Or is it is more about theory? I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I can. I've actually used some of my editing uh, skills that I've honed to make videos for classwork. And they've been projects of mine that have done well. So, yeah, I would. Thank I would, you, Gig Mom. Then thank you, Dash Theory. I would love to, if I could make a request, I would love to see you and Nugs and a lot of like you guys who do like really professionally edited videos i would love to see a behind the scenes video showing like how you did it because like i'm watching you guys especially oh, like okay. like nugs and like he has like well I, I think he has the same number or maybe a little less than total subscribers that i have and like you guys you upload a video and like it's getting as many views in like the first hour as like mine takes like in a week i'm like why is there like what am I doing wrong? Everybody likes these guys. I guess I'm too boring, you know. Well, essentially, <laughs> Chad, I think so. I've realized that people have a really short attention span. Yeah. And it's hard. It's really, really so. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I've studied YouTube since the day I since the day I found it. So I, I've been I've been studying the game for years and I understand what works and kind of what doesn't. And still to this day, I don't know everything. I, I put out, I put out all sorts of videos and I, I mean, it's pretty big. And the amount of people that watch our content is a lot of people. There are some people that, that get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of views. I mean, like myself, Nugs, Nugs gets great views every single video. Like the, the kids doing amazing. Um, DoorDash dad, <clears throat> he, he, I don't know what it is. His, his stuff isn't anything like out of this world. He just kind of talks and yeah. he does well. He does really well. I know that blows my mind is like, like DoorDash dad is just him talking to the camera. Like the most like, um, yeah. like low tech. And then like you and Nugs and Blake and some other people are like super high tech. And it's like, so you have to either be like, you know, caveman low tech or like, you know, uh, Jetsons high tech. Like you can't be in the middle. Like I, I'm probably somewhere in the middle <laughs> there, you know, and like that cracks me up. And like even know, um, like Bentley Coop, like he has like 70 something thousand subs last time I checked. And like his videos are mostly just him talking to the camera and like he, you know, throws in like the yeah. occasional picture and stuff unless he's doing a ride along vlog. But um and that's something yeah. that I, I mentioned this on other videos and, and, and it, it like, I, I was probably one of the first gig tubers that started doing ride along videos like two, three years ago. And not all of them are still up there now, but, um, like they would take me a long time to edit. 
And I'd be, I'd always be happy with the way they turned out, but then people would be like, you got to make more of those ride along videos or day in the life videos or whatever. And like, I always be like, why, why do you guys like them so much? <laughs> I still can't figure out what their appeal is, but people seem to like them. What do you, what do you think the appeal of the day in the life videos are? Uh, it's just raw. It's just authentic people. That's the reason that I've started to do live stream DoorDash is that's the most raw form of mm-hmm. what I do. So it's unedited. It's me out there working. And nobody sees that until you watch my stream or you meet me in person and dash with me. No one, everyone just sees this beautifully pieced together video and no one actually sees like that raw, authentic. I mean, it's authentic, but like, it's not that raw, uh, real time um, view of what we do. I think it's- I um... I think, yeah, there's like a delicate balance, you know? You got to like have that flashy, exciting, entertaining, and then also like just just be, I, I think the reason, um, one of the reasons that um, Bentley Coop did so well is I think he was one of the first to post DoorDash, strictly DoorDash videos. Mm-hmm. So, and then DoorDash is just the biggest player in like food delivery. So yeah. there you go. That's one reason why he, he hit success really nicely. And then, I mean, he, he does produce a lot of knowledge and like he gives every viewer a lot of help. I myself learned, I learned how to DoorDash from him. Like I, I understood the concept of it from his videos. I found his videos in 2019, end of 2019, early 2020. Me too. And I, I, I learned the, the idea from him really. I learned how to do it. Yeah, we've been going in about an hour, so we can probably wrap up soon. Um, so I guess we can, I mean, people yeah. have been, I was going to say we can take questions from the audience, but I mean, people have been chiming in the entire time. So you guys have a question for Eli. Yeah, I like how Dash Dash 3 TV, the time you put in definitely shows in the polish. I thought you outsourced it first. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I've never outsourced video editing i've done that all myself and actually to answer your question earlier i never did if i took any courses or anything to learn how to edit no i i've watched maybe three how-to videos mm-hmm. like of my software that i use you know and the rest really has just been learned by doing yeah and yeah. I, i'm still learning every time i hop on every time i use it i learn something new about the about the software yeah, it, uh, I, I started learning, like, I, I over the last few months, like, I did all this research on OBS, and I had no idea, like, how many features were available, and, um, because uh, I want to parlay YouTube into, um, like, a significant, uh, you know, revenue maker. I mean, right now, you know, it's, like, not even, it's probably, like, 5% of my total income is from YouTube. And I would like to get that up to like 50%. So I need to like start getting more viewers. I need people to watch me more often. And I want to make like more higher quality content video. Um, and I started looking into that. And like I, I realized like there's so much stuff you can do with OBS. Just like these little pop-up things like, you know, some, you know subscribe, click the bell icon, things like that. Facebook. Um, even like, um, you know, having like a motion or like I 
you can't see it now, but the wall behind me, I just painted green so I can have a green screen like this. So, um, yeah, anybody uh, in the in the audience watching, if you want to ask a question, let me know now. Did your video freeze? Oh, you're still there. Oh, something I was going to say about one of your videos or like kind of all your videos is like you said, like the kind of going after the short attention span audience. I was going to make a comment on one and I just didn't think anybody would get it. And I was going to say, um, this cocaine makes me feel like I'm on this video, but like, that's a reference to an old, um, system of a down song. They have a song called this cocaine makes me feel like I'm on this song. Huh, never heard of it. Yeah. Did not I, get the reference. Yeah, I I think yeah, it was probably before your time. That's why I didn't say it. I was like, he's not gonna get it. He's gonna think like I'm a cokehead or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did I did not I did not catch that. Someone commented on my twenty four hour one, they said Coke does amazing things. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah. Um uh Roger Lisa. Mm -hmm. has a question she right sure lisa earlier earlier she asked about the para the para app the para app um she wants to know what we think about it <laughs> do you know about the, the para app or whatever it's called yeah well you know what the the para app i was talking with tanner markley about this and like it's funny because that app is basically the app version of like my spreadsheets if you look in the description of any of my videos and i always point to my online store, the gig economy store, where I sell these spreadsheets that I use to keep track of all my earnings. Um, the para app is basically just doing that, but on your phone and they had been around for a while. And then with the whole DoorDash, um, hiding the total payout, then they came out with that. Somebody explained it to me, um, is that it's probably just decrypting something that's already on your phone. Like it's not really hacking DoorDash. Um, and it's funny because like, like I said, I took that cybersecurity course last year and um, I mean, I'm, I'm only like, I'm still a total newbie as far as that stuff. But um, yeah, so I mean, if it works for you and I mean, as far as I can tell is like, there's no mass deactivations of people that have been using it. But like I don't DoorDash enough, and like we haven't where I am, I've never seen that that you know that oopsie update or whatever, um, where it was just saying like the DoorDash base pay plus you might get a tip, you know. So for my whenever I did DoorDash, you know, probably last last weekend, and it would still say you know it would still come in as like seven dollars, and then you know so you could tell that there was a tip in, involved, so. I, I haven't, I don't really have a desire to use it, but I don't, it, it's not a bot. It's not like the Instacart bot actually hacks the Instacart API where people can go in and grab batches out of the queue, the most high paying one before they're even offered up to everybody else. But this, the Para app doesn't do that. So I don't, I don't begrudge anybody that uses it. So just like Tanner says, use yeah. at your own risk because there's always a chance you could get in trouble for using it. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I, 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 I see all the hype about it. I understand it, but for me, thank goodness, I've never needed to. I don't 
have any inclination to use the Para app because the payouts are really good in my market and I know how to gig the payouts. So I, I have yeah. my strategy up here. I don't even need an, a, an, an app, but I see, I see exactly the purpose of it. And I think if you use it, go for it. I mean, use at your own wit, your own risk. It looks like, um, we have a couple questions from gig mom said when Eli, Eli, when you get orders, what's your standard, uh, ideal dollar per mile minimum dollar you'll accept. Um, good question. Gig mom. My ideal dollar tomorrow is is like eight to three. I'd say that's my standard order in my market is eight dollars three miles. Um, but the minimum I'll accept a lot of I know people in the decline now movement are all about you can't accept anything below seven. Uh, I'm totally against that. I think it's your free will to determine what you think is what you deem is a good order or not. Mm -hmm. I take. I take $5 for a mile. I take $6 for a mile. Like I I do that frequently. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I have nothing against for, I have nothing against five, $6 if it's a mile or less. Um, I, I won't take a $3 order though. Like I, yeah. I won't take a no tip unless, unless it got batched or it, it snuck in there. Cause sometimes they sneak in there. Yeah. For sure. Like I, that happened to me once I was picking up like a big order from like, I think red lobster or something. And then it said, plus it was like a dollar or two or something. And it said, plus like one foot or something like that. It was clearly, it was just an item already on the same order I was doing. And then they were just like, it was like an item that they forgot. Um, I haven't, I don't really see those anymore though, but yeah, I don't, I'm no tip, no trip. Same thing with Instacart, Uber, everything. Like if people can't be bothered to tip, then I ain't paying yeah. further. All right, deliver it. Although DoorDash should do, like Instacart has like the peak boost where if like an, an order is sitting around for a long time, they'll start to add extra money to it. Like for people who don't tip. I mean, it could take an hour or two, sometimes more. And so it could be like, a base pay yeah. of like seven bucks, but then it turns out being closer to 20 bucks because the customer didn't tip and it's like a huge order. And so like once it gets closer to like, you know, 15, 20 bucks, even though there's no tip, like it might still be worth your time to do. And it's, like, I mean, you might get a cash tip at the door or you might get tipped in the app afterwards. But, um, I wish kind of, I wish DoorDash would have that breakdown, you know, like it would say the, like, upfront like exactly who's paying what i mean but when you see if you just see three dollars that'll be nice like, yeah you know that's no tip yeah exactly yeah but i mean doordash already has too many too many cherry picking problems that mm. if they did that it would get even worse well uh right your lisa says mm -hmm. use at your own risk yeah. then something isn't right about it um yeah i mean what's not What's the issue with DoorDash? DoorDash has the means to deactivate anyone if they if they deem it uh, so. But I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong using the app. But it, in their guide, in their in their guidelines mm -hmm. of DoorDash, having a supplemental work app, then uh, you can get deactivated if you're using it. Um, some places are down to two dollars as base pay. Yeah. I've been seeing $2 in my market sometimes. 
So the average order that, that I get, it's, it's $3 base pay, maybe like a dollar peak pay, $4 tip, $8 pay. Mm -hmm. um, but then when you get a stacked order, the stacked order will be $2 base pay. And so you'll be paid a dollar less, um, which com completely makes sense because DoorDash, their margins are slim. They got to make money and they're yeah. not even profitable. I, they're a multi-billion dollar company. The base pay or for DoorDash where I am is I've never seen an order less than three, but I have seen Uber Eats for two dollars. I'm just like, that is beyond insulting. That's just like a swift kick in the crotch, you know? <laughs> two dollars, get the fuck out of it here. It really is. Even if it was going, even if Gig, you were across you. the street or next door to the restaurant, I'm still not doing it for two dollars. <laughs> Gig you said, do you try to estimate how long orders will take when you're deciding whether to accept? That is an amazing question. I've probably been asked that in my comment sections of one of my videos, uh, but uh, I've never answered on a live stream. So yes, I think like the number one thing, deciding whether or not to take an order, like, yeah, the first thing you look at the month, you look at the pay, um, but then honestly, I don't really, care about the miles essentially is what like what i'm saying is in my head i know how long that'll take so if it's six miles of highway and it's not rush hour mm -hmm. excuse me if it's uh i'm about to sneeze uh if it's not rush hour and it's six miles of highway i'll take that because i mean i'm zip i'll zip down that highway in 10, 10 minutes or less you know do you have toll highway um there? so we don't have tolls Thank oh, goodness. We nice. do not have tolls. Um, so yeah, the first thing that I'm deciding in my head, whether or not to take the order is how long that's going to take. Um, if, if I immediately know, uh, the order, the order is going to pay me say $9, say eight, $9. And it wants me to go six miles or, or greater. I'm not going to take it just because I know that that's it's not worth my, it's not worth my time. I need something that's a little bit, higher pay or I mean really at the end of the day I'm really thinking about how long the order will take because that's what really, really matters however many orders you can fit in that hour determines how much you're going to make so I'm putting the chat back on the screen has anyone oh I want this Gig IQ, you have a Prius. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have a. I really wish. I wish I could. Uh... I'm getting a bunch of comments in here. <laughs> but I really yeah yeah i will say that actually Honestly, doordash is one of the most transparent of the all the apps you never did postmates did you that's that i did postmates yeah that that's the exact reason why <laughs> i chose doordash is the, the most transparent of all the platforms mm -hmm. uber eats uber eats and postmates are similar in how they are laid out in the app yeah uh, i've tried both of them and yeah, that's the reason I, I, I lean towards DoorDash because it's the busiest in my market and it's the most transparent. 
Instacart's pretty transparent too, up to a point. I have I have tried Instacart too. I've never been able to make great money with Instacart in my region. Mm. Uh, I I first tried it in April of 2020 during the mid of midst of the pandemic, the real real bad part. Mm. Uh, and I was delivering some groceries, but that that was the only time it was really profitable in my market. I've found from since since then, DoorDash is better. DoorDash has, has been consistently better, so that's what I've stuck to. I think that's something I wanted to ask you was, um, obviously you're in Minnesota. How do you handle DoorDashing in the winter, especially when there's snow mountains like 10 feet high and there's nowhere to park? That, yeah, that's true. It can be it can be hard to park because of snow. Uh, but, I mean, as a Minnesotan, you understand – you, you learn how to deal with snow and you learn how to deal with driving in the winter. Um, if, if it's snowing a decent amount, like if it's, if it's snowing a significant three, three inches, four inches and up, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be out there. I, I, I'll be out there driving. Cause I know a lot of people aren't going to want to. I've made, I've made some incredible like $40 plus per hour during some storms. <laughs> Especially snowstorms. You have snow tires on your car? I do not. I do not. I just know how. I <laughs> I drive pretty dang well, and I figured out how to drive uh, in, in snow. A lot of people are terrified of it. Alright, I think we'll go to ten thirty. So about five more minutes. So if uh, people got Sounds questions, good. let me know now. Yeah, I think Rachel Elisa's in Syracuse. Right, Lisa. It's not she too says far. I'm in the snow belts of New York. Yeah. And moved to Florida. Oh yeah, so um what was your state like mask situation like? I mean, here in Florida we never mandate, really had yeah. much of a mask mandate and then most stores up until like a week ago, they would still have signs in the window that said mask required, but after like after the election most stores stopped caring like it would still say mask required but if you went in without a mask they wouldn't say anything except like total wine and like certain restaurants which i is totally absurd like i don't know if any restaurants are where you are where they want you to wear a mask from the door to the table but once you get to the table you can take your mask off and if you get up to go to the bathroom, you got to put it back on. Like, that is so retarded. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's annoying. What's it the like up there? Mandates here. Um, I mean, they just recently announced that you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated, mm-hmm. or if you, yeah, if you've been vaccinated a week or two or something like that. I think tomorrow. Yeah, it's two weeks because. I know tomorrow I, I should be able to be maskless anywhere mm-hmm. um, and be fine. So they've been they they've been strict, uh, but it's really not been an issue for me because it was mandatory as a dasher. Um, but how is DoorDash? I, everyone's asking if masks are mandatory now. Or do you do you drive with a mask, or do you deliver with your mask? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no. well, yeah, that, only, that's the thing. Only if it says hand to me, 
because I don't know if the customer is a germaphobe or what's going on with them. You know, I'll put it on like the, the mask. That I, I mean, I have a few of them, but there's one mask that I wear that I took the filter out of it. So like, it's really easy to, it's not really a mask, but I mean, people can't tell, but, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. and same thing on Instacart, if Instacart, like 95% of the orders now are just leave at the door unless they have alcohol or they actually put hand it to me on there. Um, although in the last week or so, I, I don't wear a mask. Like I'll put it in my pocket and then the customer freaks out and I'll put it on. But it's like, I, I pretty much only work during the day and we're outside in the sun and there, I just don't see, I haven't had anybody complain. So I think most Floridians are pretty there. We're, we've been over the mask for a while. I mean, well, it kind of depends on the person, but just as a population in general, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I noticed, like when I yeah, like, Gig Mom. yeah, like the the CDC guidelines or whatever. It yeah. said, yeah, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Um, but so I mean, like that was just the the floodgates opening because they're not like it's all on the honor system. So everybody doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated or not everybody's just like not wearing like they're not nobody's it's just don't ask don't tell you know no stores asking to see your papers or anything which i don't it's illegal anyway especially here in florida um so like people if you're wearing exactly. a mask at this point i think either you're paranoid or or you're ignorant you know so um yeah. Yeah. i don't see any reason to wear them anymore yeah most people, I think, what is it, like 60, 50 or 60% of the population is vaccinated? Or is that weight? Is that I think, our, uh, yeah, I think it's getting close to half or a little over half. Anyway, we're going pretty long. It's 1030. Um, you want to plug your uh, social media and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have made it to this point of the stream, I uh, appreciate everybody who watched. So I'm Eli Esch. You can find me on YouTube. Just my name, Eli Esch, E-L-I-E-S-C-H. Instagram, Facebook. Instagram is Eli Esch29. Facebook is Eli Esch. Just like my YouTube account. Is that your... Uh, and that's that's really... Is that your personal Facebook or do you have a fan page? It's my personal Facebook. Oh, yeah. I haven't had, I haven't had a ton of people... I haven't had a ton of people reach out. I've had more people reach out to me on Instagram, but I mean, it's nice because if someone sends you a message, um, it's, it's, it's a request. It's, they don't actually like follow you. You know, they, they're not actually like your direct messages, but it's a request so you can block or delete or accept, you know? Oh yeah. I was looking um, at your, yeah, I've uh... been just, I've been running. Sorry, go ahead. I've been running off my personal social medias up till now yeah yeah i was looking at your instagram and it looks like you haven't posted since like before christmas i think instagram because um it's a great platform to like just throw something out there every day like the instagram stories when you get ten thousand subs on youtube you'll get the youtube stories um yeah so i recommend you know just just throw stuff up on instagram either the stories or like an actual post, like once a day, I try to throw stuff up there like two, three times a day. Uh huh. Yeah. 
I know a lot of people do that, but yeah, it's just my personal self. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just updates in my life or whatever. Oh, did you um, get a? I'm uh, not using it as a business. Did you get a customized hey, URL on YouTube? Yeah. So YouTube.com slash C slash Eli Ash. Slash Eli Ash. Yeah. Cool. All right, we're going really long. Thank uh, you, Brian. Thanks sure. everybody who watched. Thank sorry the. I just wanted to say. Yeah, sorry the video lagged, but um, we'll, we'll definitely have to do this again sometime. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week, probably. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back Sunday with his co-host Hannibal, discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.